Yeah. It's your boy D1, man. Everybody want to know. What you mean when you say God and girls? Check it. If it ain't about God, it's about these girls. Yeah. If it ain't about God, it's about these girls. Yeah. Everybody know they rule the world. Yeah. Everybody know. Um, just a fun fact. Um, my guest and I were looking for home-related songs, and it was not easy. No. We ended up finding a four-rider, but it was not easy. So we need to all the artists to start making more songs about home ownership. Okay. I'm thinking about like Jill Scott. Like it has to be like a come over to my place. Who's like that? Come on over to Come on over to my place. I know what song you're talking about, but I don't know this. Is it Teddy Pendergrass? Yeah, it is. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Teddy Pendergrass. Okay. So we're at episode 23. Uh, we're talking about girls in real estate. This is Stacey here, Girls Talk University. I'm here accompanied by the beautiful Miss Jackie Carter. How are you? Hi. <laughs> How are you feeling? I'm feeling a little nervous. Don't feel nervous. I mean, we have some uh, spirits here if you uh, want to take part. I don't know how you feel about that, but mm-hmm. don't feel nervous. We're going to have a good time. Thank you for joining us. You're welcome. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. Um, worked. Worked, but great day. Happy I have something to do my work for. Yes. During these times. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And my work is going to be geared towards purchasing what we're going to be talking about today, which is real estate. Um, so for those of you that are wondering how Jackie and I met, it was a really cool interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the problem of looking for houses before I had all the ducks in the row. Mm-hmm. I thought I had the ducks in the row, but I only had maybe three out of ten ducks in the row. <laughs> but you know, I just wanted to manifest this house. So I would go looking for houses, and I met this beautiful I'm Asian in one of the open houses in Sunnyside of Houston, and it was just an instant connection. Mm-hmm. So we've been lifelong. Uh, we've been a lifelong. We have created a lifelong network yeah. ever since then. Was yeah. that a year ago? Yeah. That was a whole year ago. Probably a little bit over a year ago. Because we were in COVID. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so that was that was a while ago. So yeah. she is a renowned real estate agent um, in the city of Houston. And I'm happy that you joined us. I don't know why you laugh to see that thing. People don't want to accept my gas. I'm going to gas you, okay? If you in my presence, it's my job. I'm good quietness. I was just listening to some book. I don't know if I was reading Atomic Habits or what successful business people do mm-hmm. in the morning. But it said something about take in, take it in. When people gas you up, that means they mean it. Take it in, take it in. Yes, yes. It's my favorite thing to do. I feel like if I can ask you up and it makes you smile and makes you feel good, it's just that transfer of positive energy mm-hmm. and you're going to bounce it off and it's just a good circle of good energy. Mm-hmm. That's a sidebar. We'll talk about energy. Right. Maybe. Sorry. So let's talk about girls in real estate. Um, mm-hmm. How long have you been a real estate agent? Five years. Almost six years. Okay, so you kind of have a better game now. I feel like in any profession these days, once you get to year five, yeah. you're better than successful and you will be more successful that's what she did yes yes (laughs) so look um 
environmental friendly room. So if we move, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> maybe turn the light on. I mean, open the door. Oh, relax. Pause, everyone.
get your own versus yeah. paying rent. That's true. I was going to say, you know, there's definitely a historical piece that comes with like black folks wanting homes, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like it was the first thing that was quote unquote promised to us, you know, after slavery and reconstruction, we were promised land and, mm -hmm. and uh, home ownership. Whether that came to fruition or not, you know, that's that's for the social studies teachers mm -hmm. and, and, the, and the government officials, but I will say that, at least in my family, home ownership is like this thing that you must achieve. Mm -hmm. Has that been your experience or like? Me personally in my life, no, because, I, you know, I grew up a little different as far as um, coming from Cleveland. Yeah. Detroit area. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think my father, maybe my grandfather, was the first person who had a house. Mm -hmm. And he literally had a two bedroom, one bath house mm -hmm. with five kids. Mm -hmm. um, now, on the other hand, my mother's father had a big home. He built a big home on a big piece of land. Mm -hmm. um, and that was shocking. Uh, but as far as, and he died when my mom was young, so as far as home ownership, it wasn't really ingrained. Mm -hmm. um, yes, my mother and my father do have a home, mm -hmm. but that wasn't like, it wasn't pushed into me mm -hmm. to, to go yeah, to home. Yeah, I mean, for me, I would say in my family, it's not something that they said that we must do, mm -hmm. but I saw my aunts and my mom, even my dad, I saw them like so focused on purchasing a home. And I was growing up like, what's the, I mean, what's the big deal? You mm -hmm. know, but I think that historical piece has a lot to do with it. Mm -hmm. uh, the majority of them now own their homes. And I guess just seeing them strive to even their 50s and 60s, like, even if it hasn't happened yet, it's gonna happen. Mm -hmm. You know, right. I'm like, wow, you're getting up in age and that's still like a primary goal of yours and it must be something I need to do too. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, I just wanted to speak to that. Um, and it definitely is. I feel like everyone should have a home. Um, it's funny because during the elections I was working with a, with a, with a, the judge who was a lawyer. Mm -hmm. And he asked me where I lived and I told him. And I was like, and where do you stay? And he told me, but later on that day, he was talking about, um, he was like, we were actually talking about redlining and how black people, um, you know, were disproportionate mm -hmm. and they didn't want to mm -hmm. give people loans and mortgages and so forth. And he was like, it's weird. He was like, you know, I asked you where you live because I'm brought up where a place where I had a home. I lived in one home. You asked me where you stay because most black people don't. Right. own homes and they just kind of stay here and stay there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. the vernacular and the language, mm -hmm. the, the semantics is important. Where do you stay at? Where do you stay at? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, there's not that sense of permanence. Right. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's a tough thing. <laughs> and I mean, even pushing people to like switch their semantics when they're speaking is something mm -hmm. that I think we can strive for. But there are some people out there that's like, like a, I even say an ex-boyfriend of mine was like, I mean, you're gonna be paying a mortgage for 30 years, so I might as well pay rent for 30 years, you know? Mm -hmm. At least I at least I have the maintenance, you know, and the this and the that. So there are there is that group of people that are like renting is where it's at. So what do you have to say to those people? You need to have your own um, you need to have your own well Yeah, what she wants to do to be your own shit. 
know, you need to bring, build wealth for your children, be able to pass something down to them. You know, mm -hmm. it's no point in you paying somebody else's rent when you can have your own assets. Yeah, for sure. And even as a woman, if you go ahead and get your own house and then you meet somebody, yeah. if he doesn't have a house, he can move into your house. He may not want to move into your house. <coughs> what? But, oh, my throat got dry. What you <laughs> So I think for me, 
even though I haven't purchased a home yet. I've learned <laughs> a lot about what I want when it's time. And that's what you guys have to realize when you get a real estate agent. You really need to, well, most, most good real estate agents will make you sit down and do a want and a need. Mm -hmm. And you literally sit down and put everything you want and everything you need. And you realize a lot of your wants, you would think that you think they need, but they actually just wants. Mm -hmm. And and once you come and figure out, once we try to figure out, okay, well, this is your budget, this is what you qualify for. Mm -hmm. um, so this is how much money we got. Mm -hmm. Let's look at this. Now let's figure out these are everything that you need and you want. What are you gonna take off? Mm -hmm. And a lot of people do make the mistake of going out and walking into half a million dollar homes and $400,000 homes. It just, it just depends. And you see things before you realize what you can actually afford. Yeah. So, but it's still best to just get something. Mm -hmm. Build your way up. For Most sure. people only live in a house for less than five years. Yeah, I agree with that. I know <laughs> that when I purchased this house, hopefully it was a year. That I may not stay in it for a long time, but it'll be the start to mm -hmm. a future of invest investments. Mm -hmm. It'll be the start. What is the one thing that you think stands in the way of like wow. black women? Hey, lights. <laughs> <laughs> this is episode 23 of Girls Talk University. Stacy here with the lovely Miss Jackie Carter, real estate agent in the Houston area. Um, we've had a great time with the light situation in our podcast room, but we're going to keep moving. What is the one thing that you think stands in the way of ladies purchasing homes? Because I know you said ladies are buying them, but I know you meet people like me mm -hmm. who are just, you know, not there yet. What do you think the one thing is? Of course, I think credit is one thing. Of course, credit is one thing. Um, a lot of us have a lot of uh, student um, student debt, mm -hmm. so your debt to income ratio throws you off. Um, but to be honest. Majority of it is a lot of women who want to wait until they're married. They right, want to wait until right. they find that guy to get that home. And like I said, I don't think if you can if you can get a home, if you can afford a home, I would go ahead and do it. And then once you meet that guy, then you guys figure out what you want to do with purchasing a different home. Yeah, I think that that is something I really want to do. Being that I'm not married yet, I really want to purchase a home. And whether he has a home or not, mm -hmm. it's going to be an investment for us. Mm -hmm. Like I definitely um, want that to happen. And mm -hmm. I, don't know, I guess it's just like a value set. Um, I know some friends that are like, now that they are dating serious, they are, now they're serious about mm -hmm. home ownership. Mm -hmm. I think it could be a level of like, I don't want to live in the house by myself. Living in a house by yourself versus living in an apartment is pretty much the same thing. Is it? I mean, you just got to be aware of your surroundings. Yeah. You know, we're talking about saying get you up. No, I'm not going to say get you up. I'm not going to say that on girl talking. Get you up. Anyway, but you do want to get you um, a taser. You want to get, I can't remember the name of that thing, but I actually bought one where you connect it to your keys and it's like a little pick that Ooh. you stab somebody with. Get that? Um, a, a pin and just whatever. You just got to be aware of your surroundings. Um, yeah. I would say that. I would say, you know, I've been thinking about the home ownership thing and I'm like, man, I'm already scared sometimes in this apartment. Am I going to be more fearful when I get a bigger house? But that's about those wants and needs. I don't need a big house where it's like a lot of space and I hear sounds and I'm like freaking myself out. I can deal with a small space even when I'm close to people from both sides because I have that pseudo sense of like protection. Mm -hmm. And then another thing is, um, and that. You know, in that type of realm, you just go ahead and buy a house for a garage. 
Right. You just pull in the garage. Gotta have a garage. Close and don't get out don't get out the car until your garage door. That's right. That's right. You're right. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. Um tell me how as women, what can we do to get prepared for the home ownership process? Because like and my cousin is a former real estate agent. We just love just going around looking at houses. But I know that's typically the last step. One of the last steps. <laughs> it's not the first step, right? So Right. Talk to us about like the process. What can we do one year, two years, three years out, you know, to get prepared for this? First thing you need to do is get rid of the credit cards mm-hmm. or cut them credit cards down. First thing you need to do is look at your credit. Yeah. Um, you want to be at least a six twenty. Yeah. The higher your credit, the better off you will be. Yeah. Um. Next thing to do would be to. You don't even really really need to talk to a real estate agent first. You need to go talk to a lender first. Sure. Um, That's a good tip. Yeah. <laughs> Not really. I mean, you're, you're hitting the nail on the head. A lot of people, including myself, just go straight to the agents. Sometimes the agents are like more readily available, mm-hmm. I would say. Mm-hmm. Especially if you don't know the process. It's like, no, I'm not going to talk to you. Yeah, I'm going to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Talk to the lender first. Because that's what it's going to do. I mean, you come to me. And the first thing, like, you came to me. Yeah. First thing, I'm like, okay, well, here's the code number. Yeah. I need you to call her. Because... We not that you're wasting our time because you're not wasting our time because you are also you're going to be a a client one day, but you can't expect an agent to go around showing you houses and they don't know what you qualify for. Right, right, and it's a a waste of both persons' time, especially you're looking at half a million dollar houses and you only qualify for one fifty. It's like it'll make you feel bad in the end. Right, you know, it's like hey, I'm sorry I went and I showed you this beautiful house. Let's switch this up. You only qualify for 150. We need to go to Umbo and Katie. Like we need to mm-hmm. take it out mm-hmm. because unfortunately, within the city, prices have went up. Yeah, that's how was, that was the next question. You know, there's this huge buzzword that starts with the G. Gentrification. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people are for it. Some people are against it. My take on it is, if we are revitalizing the community, as long as people that look like me are part of it, mm-hmm. I'm good. Mm-hmm. What has been your take or your experience with like gentrification and just like how black folks have or don't have an opportunity to buy like within the city limits? I would have to say I love you because you are one of the few who are willing to come into the gentrification area. Um, a lot of our people feel as though it, once they are able to purchase a home, they need to go live in the suburbs. And as we can see with what's going on with the situation right now, once you're out there further away from your people, it's a little bit more scarier. Yeah, I mean, it's different. <laughs> and by the way, if you, let's just be real, it's real talk here. If you're turning up in the city, going out, having drinks, happy hours, if you're a professional in your office or whatever's in the city, why in the H-E double hockey season, I'm going to drive 45, 50, minutes, an hour, just to get home. Mm-hmm. Falling asleep at the wheel, mm-hmm. going to work, come on, no. Mm-hmm. And, I, and this is not to shade anybody that likes the suburbs. The suburbs are serene, they're beautiful, they have their purpose. But, right. You know, I, I mean. And I kind of feel like, you know, you need to, people have their triangle mm-hmm. that, that they like to stay in. Mm-hmm. And if I live in Katy, I probably got a kick in Katy. Right. I gotta do everything in Katy. That's the thing. Be out of work in Katy too. Yeah, because I my first apartment when I first moved here from Atlanta was in West Chase, which is 
I'm saying 15 to 30, depending mm -hmm. on how far west, minutes west of the city, the downtown Houston. And it was cool, but I did everything in West Chase. Nails done, went to the HEB, mm -hmm. I went to the bars, did everything in West Chase. And now that I live in the city mm -hmm. of Houston, I'm like, oh. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want this to stop. Like, I don't want this to stop. And I mean, it was the same thing in Atlanta. I think that's the thing, like how you kind of grow up will mm -hmm. definitely shape you. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't live in downtown Atlanta, but I live so close to downtown. Mm -hmm. It can't be any other way. No, my husband, his whole thing was we need to buy a house in the suburbs. We need to buy a house in the suburbs. And I'm like, all right, well, we, and I'm going to be all the way real with y'all. I'm cool. I'm working on his credit. No. So we need to do yeah, this thing. And then, as me being a realtor, I don't have a steady income. Mm -hmm. So I need his good paycheck, good job. <laughs> so we will talk about if you want to switch your position mm -hmm. to being a realtor, but that's one thing. That's one yeah. part of it. Yeah. It sounds <laughs> like, well, I can't really equate it to like different types of attorneys where it's like the pay can be good, but you mm -hmm. have to wait mm -hmm. for the... Mm -hmm for the uh, checks or for the money to come in. Um, what are the highs and lows of being a realtor? Because I, I will say, and this is a compliment, I've seen a lot of my close friends from like high school and college go into the real estate industry and they're doing great. They're doing mm -hmm. fantastic. So mm -hmm. what are the highs and lows of just being a realtor as a black woman? I mean, me, um, my love language is, is uh, acts of service. Mm -hmm. So like, it makes me more happier to see you get those keys when you get those keys versus when you, I mean, like, I would be happier than you would be. Because that's just my love language. I just like servicing people and giving them what they need. So that's my thing. I meet somebody, we go through the whole process, and just when they get those keys, that's just like the best moment to me. Um, then my other favorite part is negotiating. I love negotiating the deal. Right, so forth. <laughs> right, because I said I was gonna be a lawyer when I was little. We're gonna still drop the law. Yes. Yes. What about the disadvantages? Are there any? Yeah, there are disadvantages. Uh, you gotta hustle. It's, it's a yeah. hustle. It's a twenty-four-seven hustle. Uh, you gotta get out there. You gotta cold call. You gotta find leads. You gotta um, go. You know. You know. Get clients. Help your clients get to where they need to be. Mm -hmm. Um, to get it, it could be a long process. Um, that's pretty much it. It's just finding, you know, keeping, keeping the next deal going, keeping it going, keeping it going. If you could tell, there are a lot of things I could tell my 17 year old self. If there were some things you could tell young women, what would you tell them in terms of real estate? You don't need to go to college. Um, or to be a realtor, or just be a realtor. Mm -hmm. um, well, I'm not gonna say that. To be a broker, you do. It is easier for you to go to, to be a broker to have a um, college degree. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing. What I'm gonna say is, nothing's wrong with community college. Like community college, marketing classes, so forth. Um, just you know, we all got these these student loans. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, like I posted on my story today, listen, Joe Biden, if you win, I expect them student loans to be gone in the morning. Man. Okay? Man. I ain't playing with y'all. Delete the student loans. <laughs> no, seriously. Um, I think for me, um, 2008 is what I feel really salty about. Mm -hmm. Because that was when the recession hit, uh, 
real estate market was like crazy good. Listen, Atlanta, they were selling these nice houses for fifty and sixty thousand dollars. Granted, I was only twenty one years old at the time, mm -hmm. and my mom was like, "Well, maybe I can buy a house, and you two can just pay me the mortgage." And I'm like, "Okay." Mm -hmm. I feel like I was just in La La Land. Um, if I knew then what I know now, I would have begged her, like, "Please do it," you know, because we were. <laughs> it depends, because. That's when the boom happened. So pretty much in 2008, they was given, 2006, 2007, 2008, they'd given everybody loans, anybody loans. Oh, you a stripper, you make this money? You ain't got no income, you ain't got no income tax though? It's cool, here, here go a house. And then the boom happened and everybody lost their property and everybody, a lot of people went into foreclosure. So if she truly qualified for the house, yes. But they was giving things away to people that yeah. didn't qualify. Yeah. That's why we have the predicament that we're in right now as far as... That's true about how they're so tight with loans. How they're so tight with loans, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, another thing I'm thinking of is just the fact that I don't have a lot of money in college, but I would have, like, refund checks, you know, from student loans. If I would have just saved not even $1,000 each time, to fifty, five hundred. I mean, four years of college, that's what, $10,000, 8000 Then two years of grad, if I would just say just a little bit at a time, specifically for the purpose of down payment, mm -hmm. future, in the future, mm -hmm. in the future, you know, I would be, I feel like I would be in a different spot. So that's what I would want to tell girls and young women, you know, buy the houses, and if you're not ready right now, just put a little to the side, because you will be ready one day. I also want to tell people our age, um, I'm a little older than you, but people who have their kids and they have their kids at like 18 and 15 and so forth. Mm -hmm. Your kid is 18 now, don't kick your kid out the house. Yeah. Um, we are the only community that kicks our kids out mm -hmm. at 18. And when we do that, that automatically messes up their credit. They got to go get credit cards mm -hmm. and so forth. Um, if you let your kids stay in the house with you and y'all are building and they're saving, yeah. they will have enough money like the other nationalities. Yeah. To just go ahead and put twenty thousand, I mean twenty percent. Right. Down. If you, I mean, just pay me what you would pay the landlord. Just right. pay me that, and then after two years or three, hit the money. Yeah. Go get your house, mm -hmm. and that that saves you so much, and that saves. And then once you and have a house, the money and everything. Right. Community, yeah. And then once you have a house, that ups your credit regardless. Mm -hmm. It gets your credit up, girl. <laughs> and then every time I go to the car, you don't have enough mortgage history. I know I don't have no mortgage. I ain't gonna get mortgage yet, you know. But you're right. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I would say um, I talked to a guy. I don't remember what country Africa was from. I want to say Ghana. He was mm -hmm. the man. And I was telling him, you know, live in my apartment. I was like 23 at the time, and he was like, Why? You live by yourself? What do you mean? You're not there. I'm like, you know, got my own stuff. And he's like, I don't understand why you do that. Mm -hmm. We can all. Live in this house, yeah, it'll be a little cramped, I guess. Mm -hmm. We can live in this house and we can split a twelve hundred dollar mortgage eight ways and have all this residual, all this money. Whereas you paying twelve hundred by yourself, mm -hmm. what you gonna do in three years? Mm -hmm. you know, so good, good tips. Really twelve hundred dollars is a, a mortgage. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that you want to tell, like women out there, in terms of just? real estate and just the value of home ownership? Um, like I said, home ownership builds wealth. Mm -hmm. Builds generational wealth. Um, it's a good thing. It's better than paying rent. Yeah. So much better than paying I rent. I will say one thing, and this might be a, a 
legal blood. Uh -huh. There are a lot of younger people that I think are inheriting their grandparents and their parents' houses in the city of Atlanta or Houston, and they'll get these calls like, we'll buy your house cash, or let us take that off your hands, or they don't even know they're to inherit a house because they're not doing the proper like due diligence. Mm -hmm. Don't sell those houses. Don't sell Like, don't sell those houses. Like, keep. And I mean, I guess for some people, it's like, let me sell the house and get this money because fixing up the house is more of a burden than a benefit. I don't care how messed up it is. Fix it. Like, you know? Mm -hmm. I would even say, save up your money. You'll even take out a small loan to fix it because you're just sitting on gold. You know? Sunnyside, Fifth Ward. Third Ward is already gone. <laughs> uh, Galena Park. Uh, Acres Homes, mm -hmm. anywhere close around the city, mm -hmm. keep your house. Please. Now, I may come and send you a letter and ask you to sell it to me, but <laughs> keep your house. Generally, me. What I'm saying is, keep your house, keep your land. Um, it's going up in value so much, so, so mm -hmm. much. Even in Sunnyside, um, three years ago, I could buy a lot for fifteen thousand. Now that lot is sixty-five thousand. Yeah, I was thinking about buying a lot in Fifth Ward three mm -hmm. years ago. It was ten thousand. I don't know how, but I could have dealt with a lot. You know, mm -hmm. I think we talked a little bit mm -hmm. about lots and stuff. But now I know that like, one, that lot is gone. Mm -hmm. Two, it's probably tripled in value mm -hmm. in three years. So it has. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I will also say, like, for those persons, for those young women or young men, whoever's listening, if you have older people in your family that have homes, this is touchy, though. Right. We need to know the succession plan for the home. True. Truly. And I mean, I don't, I don't mean to sound like, go do a money grab on all your family. I'm not saying that, but there needs to be a succession plan in place. The newer generations need to know who's to inherit these houses and things like that because of adverse possession. Mm -hmm. Because if nobody is paying the taxes after people go on in glory, and if people don't know that they were to inherit these houses, anybody can pick it up. So, right. so that's something that I've been hearing about over the past few years, and that really sucks because that's another way that we can keep wealth and keep home ownership within our community and just keep mm -hmm. families thriving. And I'm gonna be 100% real with y'all. The first Tuesday of every month, every other goes down there and purchases that lot. Mm -hmm. And they will have to maybe even sit on it for two years. But if you don't come and claim it and pay those taxes, after two years, brand new house getting built on is being sold for. And that's the thing, right? <laughs> I, I'm telling you, like I've heard and seen a lot of stuff like, you don't want to pay two or four thousand dollars taxes on a house that's worth half a mil, maybe, or three hundred thousand. Are you kidding me? Find that money. Everybody put the money together to pay those taxes. And when she you says that half a mil, you guys think you know, like, oh, that shack my grandmother got off of across timbers ain't really worth that. Yeah, it is. The land is because we're just gonna knock it down, and the builders that I work with, they gonna split the lot up. They'll split it up where nobody has a backyard at all. And they're gonna put eight houses on that lot. Right. And they're gonna sell each of those eight houses right. for $299. That's right. Or plus. And it's gonna be 1,500 square foot house, no backyard. 
three bedrooms and a garage. Like, yeah, it's 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 an unfortunate thing, but I just I just wish that people would know about the succession plans. If your grandma's house, your auntie's house, your great uncle's house, your mama's house, your dad's house, and just have the ducks in the row. People don't like to talk about that because, like I said, it's deal with death and money in other communities. And I'm not gonna call out. Ethnicities and nationalities and other communities, this is not taboo to talk about. Right. That's why I have friends on the start, girl talk. We need to talk about this. Mm -hmm. Let me see the deed. Mm -hmm. Let me see your will. Mm -hmm. Let me see who's to take or let me see what's going on. What's old on it? Is there a mortgage on it? Is there a second mortgage on it? Mm -hmm. We need to know these things so we can make sure our, our dust are in the road. So I don't know who I'm talking to, but I know there's somebody out there who's going to hear something now. Yes. You know what I mean? And that could be a financial blessing mm -hmm. for some families. You know, so. Mm -hmm. That's that. Uh, do you have any questions for me? I, sometimes I forget to ask that. Questions. Uh, <laughs> I like to ask that. Um, okay. So you did. Okay. So let's go back to the death of a property. Okay. Okay. You said adverse possession. Mm -hmm. Is that when there's no will and they have to probate it and nobody wants to pay for probate? Um, so adverse possession is like, okay, let's say, that, let's say there's a house, um, nobody's been in it, mm -hmm. nobody's been frequenting it, it's mm -hmm. just, it looks abandoned. Mm -hmm. um, after a certain amount of years, according to Texas statute, somebody can go mm -hmm. get it. That's really it. It doesn't matter about the will or anything. And now, and now if there is, <clears throat> if you look at the title and there's somebody there and they're still living and all that. You might have some issues that you have to work out, mm -hmm. some signatures that you may need mm -hmm. to get. But but for that, mm -hmm. if if your let's say grandma had a house and then she passed away and there's no deed to be found, there's nothing wrong with the title. Nobody's been there. It's been a certain amount of years. I think the statutory period in Texas is ten years. I think. Mm -hmm. Somebody, what's the name of the? I, that's what I'm just trying to think mm -hmm. of right now, like. So um, somebody could actually go live in that house. I can't think of the name of it right now. Somebody could actually go live in that like house. Squat? Like squat now? Squatting. Squatters. Squatters. Mm -hmm. Somebody could actually go in squat. And if they've been there, I think in Texas for three years. Mm -hmm. And they've actually been taking care of the house. And if they're in Texas, it's a done deal. Well, no. Yeah, well, if you pay the taxes, then yeah. It's, yeah. it's yours, yeah. And it's just that, like, for people that don't know about this rule, it can happen to somebody in your family or even to you when that could have rightfully been your house, but you didn't want to process. So mm -hmm. I would say just take an inventory of all of your family members that own homes and make sure, you know, the mortgage is paid or make sure there's taxes. nothing to hold on. Make sure, please make sure the taxes are paid. It's the number one way one. people get their uh, stuff taken from them, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And as a former teacher, I have to say this. I wish this was taught in school. Definitely. Dang, man. Like, all of this stuff I just learned since in five years. Mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. I didn't know this stuff growing up. And I feel like my parents and my family did a good job, mm -hmm. but I just didn't know this stuff. Mm -hmm. So to the educators out there, push home ownership one on one and finance and like please credit. Yeah, credit yeah, <laughs> So that's that. That has been Girl Talk episode twenty three featuring the lovely. Miss Jackie Carter, wealth of knowledge, all the way from the Midwest, here in Houston, Texas. Catch us on YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, Instagram, Facebook, and every other place. 
And please, Jackie, let them know your IG tags, your email, anything you want to give if you're looking for her. Well, if you're looking for me, you can put in Jackie Carter, H-A-R. Um, you can also find me on Instagram at Jackie.City.Realtor. Or you can just go Jackie.Carter at Compass.com, and I'll be there. <laughs> it's been real. Wait, no cutting off here. Yeah, I wanted to play my song again before the lights got cut off. Thank <laughs> you.